0: Welcome to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church in Harvest, Alabama. We invite you into our sanctuary as we dive into God's Word with our pastor, Dr. Al Well, Good to see all of you this morning. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 23. I'll read verses 1 through 12 here in just a moment. Well, here at Harvest Baptist Church, we have taken on the latest fad. We have... Our gym into a pickleball gym, and I'll tell you what that game is fun. If you haven't played it, you need to. We we play on Monday nights and Thursday morning, noonish, and just whenever we kind of have a chance uh, to play it. it. It is an interesting game. If you've never played pickleball before, it's a combination of tennis, badminton, wiffle ball, racquetball. I don't know. It's just a combination of a whole bunch of things and there's a lot of rules you got to learn but honestly once you learn them it's pretty easy but now there's a lot of rules that have to do with serving how it is that you serve you know just like tennis you have to hit it from one area into another area but there's a lot of rules about how you can hit it because you you can't hit it overhand and you can't like toss it up and hit it and you can't bounce it down and hit it. You have to hit it from below the waist or about the waist and just let it drop. And if I give any wrong rules, trust me, Ron will be able to, you know, straighten that out later. But you know, there is a right way to serve and there is a wrong way to serve in pickleball. Well, in a similar way, obviously using the word serve in a different manner, there is a right way to serve and a wrong way to serve the Lord. Now, as a Christian, we are expected to serve. I mean, there's no question there. We are expected to serve, but how you serve, the motivation behind your serving, your attitude towards serving is very important, beside the fact of just serving. It's all about the heart. Where is your heart at when you serve? Now, everybody is gifted in different ways. Everyone, God has given talents in different ways. And so everybody will serve in a different way. We're not all expected to serve in the same way. We are expected to serve. But when you're serving according to how God has gifted you, when you are serving according to the talents that He has given you, what's your attitude? How is it that you're serving? What is your mo? what is your heart like when you serve as you've been gifted and you've been empowered? This is of importance today as, you know, our, our church is celebrating something very significant for our church family. Today we are ordaining Stephen Allen into our deacon fellowship. Now the word deacon itself has to do with service. It is connected with service to the church. You think of those whom we normally call the first deacons in Acts chapter 6. You know, the the church chose people to serve the people of the church so that the leadership of the church could concentrate on prayer and the word. And so the deacons hold an office and they have a purpose of serving so that then the pastors can serve as they have been gifted and, and, and called. And this is very important so that the membership within the church is served in the ways that they need to be served, as well as then, you know, then we're able to go forth and reach the community as we are uh, supposed to do. So we have a group of men who are our deacons, and they serve. And, And Stephen is a great addition. I mean, he has already demonstrated that he is a man of service. And he's joining a group of men who have hearts of service. But here's the thing. Service within the church does not just fall on the deacons and the staff. It falls on everyone, and that includes you. So not only do we ask, are you serving God by serving his people or serving through the church, but what's your attitude about it? What is your heart because there is a right way to serve and there's a wrong way to serve again it has nothing to do with what it is you're doing because everyone's gifted differently what is your heart so the passage we're looking at today jesus confronts the jewish religious leaders because they were not serving the people the right way and he's confronted them and now he's talking to the people about them to tell his hearers, okay, they're serving the wrong way, but you don't do that. You serve the right way. And, and so we find that sometimes our heart isn't in the right place when we're serving others. I mean, not like we're, we're, we're called to. So what I want us to take away from the lesson.
1: We put the needs of others before our own, and our heart needs to
0: have a right attitude and motivation behind serving. So I want to read verses 1 through 12 of Matthew 23, If you'll stand in
1: reverence to the reading of God's
0: holy word. As I read these verses, Matthew 23 says, And Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. So do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works that they do, for they preach but do not practice. They tie, they tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their feet broad and their fringes long, and they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles humbles himself will be exalted. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, we come before you and... Lord, you give us a great calling. I mean, you, we have been saved through Jesus Christ, and we take up our cross. That means we die to self and put others before ourselves, and I pray we get the right attitude about that, and a right attitude about serving, Lord, so that not only are we taking care of one another here, but we are shining, we are salt and light in the world that needs you so badly, and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. So very quickly today, you know, Jesus, he, he, he confronts what the religious leaders are doing. So there, there's, t- he confronts two wrong ways of what they're doing, and then he tells us the right way uh, of how it, it, it should be done. So he, he, he tells you what not to do using the religious leaders as the, the bad examples, and then he gives you the right way, the right heart that you have when you serve others. So first let's talk first about some of the the wrong ways or what Jesus confronted. He told told them, he told his hearers, serve without hypocrisy. Serve without hypocrisy. The first criticism that Jesus lays out here against the religious leaders are found in verses two and three. And now, you know, he's not denying that the scribes, the Pharisees and the like were religious leaders for the Jews. And He wasn't denying that they contained some certain authority as they expounded and expanded the law of Moses, as they preached the law of Moses. But the problem stemmed from the fact that they themselves weren't doing what they were preaching. So they did preach about the law. I mean, they did take the law and tell people what the law meant. Of course, then they added their own rules to try and fence in the law so people would follow the law. But then these religious leaders, after they said, okay, here's the law, here's what it means, and here's a bunch of rules we added so you follow that law, then all of a sudden they were not doing what it is they were telling other people to do. They weren't following the law and the rules that they had set up. So... They were talking about one thing and they, and they talked about, oh yeah, we're, sir, we're serving and be just like us, like we're serving even though they weren't serving. Here they are, they were leaders of the people, they were supposed to be serving the people. They talked a big game, they said the right things and yet they were not doing what they said. Their actions were completely different from what it is that they were preaching their actions were different from the words that they were using. And what we find is that they told the people they told you know they told the people how to serve God, but then they didn't serve God. And they didn't serve the people in that way. So Jesus said do what they do as long as you know they're biblical, as long as they're following the law of Moses, do what they say, I mean, cause as long as they're talking about the the Bible and talking about the law But don't do as they do because they're hypocrites. They say one thing and they do something completely different. See, that's what the meaning of hypocrite is. The meaning of hypocrite has to do with acting, being an actor, being up on stage, having a mask on, and pretending to be something you're not. And Jesus said that is not the way that we serve God. We're not play actors. We don't put on a mask and pretend one thing and then do something completely different. So don't, don't sit there and tell people how they're supposed to serve God when you're not serving God and you're not doing it as the way that you tell them to do it. Don't pretend to be doing something that you're not doing. And so we don't go around telling people how they are supposed to be serving the church and we're not serving the church. Isn't that kind of crazy? Well, I'm going to tell you how you're supposed to serve the church, but I'm not going to do a thing about it. I'm not going to lift a finger to serve God by serving His people. That's hypocrisy. You know, people have, if you want to call it a cliche, or they just have this idea about, about church. People complain about the church. People complain about what is or is not going on around the church, you know, going on around the church, whatever but then they themselves won't lift up a finger to do anything around the church. That's hypocrisy. To go around and saying, well, you know, you need to be doing this, that, and the other thing, and this person ought to be doing this, that, and the other thing. The question is, what are you doing to serve God by serving his people? So don't just talk a big game. If you're going to talk about service, then serve. You know, the whole concept of do as I say and not as I do, that does not fly in God's church. And so if you're going to talk about serving, then actually serve. We talk about it and we do it. We serve God by serving his people. And so Jesus said, do not serve with hypocrisy because you're not really serving at all, right? But then there's a second criticism that he throws at the religious leaders. And he tells, them, tells the crowd, again, don't be like them, serve without egotism. Serve without egotism. Get your ego out of the way. So in verses uh, 4 through 10 in our passage, he calls out the religious leaders about this problem in their service because when they were pretending to serve, you know, again, they're, they're, they're being hypocrites, so they're pretending to serve. When they did that, though, their motivation was to promote themselves, to make their name known, to become famous. I guess to use a modern terminology, they were promoting their brand. They were getting their brand out there. They did service, or they pretended to do service, or they talked a big game about service just so people would hear them and people would see them thinking that they're doing the right thing. And so then they would receive all this praise. They wanted to heap praise upon praise. They wanted to have their, you know, the pat on the back, oh, you're doing such a great job. And so they, they pretended to serve God's people so that their name and reputation would go far and wide, and people everywhere would be talking about them, oh, isn't so-and-so so great? I guess to use another modern terminology, they wanted their name and their brand to go viral. They just wanted their name out there. They didn't care if people were actually being served. They really didn't care if God was being served. Because they really didn't care about other people or God. They only cared about themselves. They they just wanted themselves to get everything. They wanted themselves to be famous and, and such. And so they put on this show. And they took on this attitude of holier than thou. I mean, I'm so good at talking this game, and and I'm so famous, and I've made myself one of the elite. So I'm going to look down on all the rest of you. You look at in awe at me because I'm so good. And you know that the whole thing it just kind of was a cycle. It kind of just fed it, it, itself. The more accolades that they received, the bigger head. that God and the more they believed their own hype and they thought oh yeah I must be all that and the wildest thing that all of a sudden instead of serving the people they expected the people to serve them I'm so famous now I expect you all to be my slaves and I want you to do what I say. And so honestly, you know, the first criticism really feeds into the second criticism. They talked and they pretended that they, you know, they pretended they loved God, served God with the people, but they, they didn't. And all they wanted was the name. They wanted the honor. They wanted the, the respect because it made them feel high and mighty. And they actually believed their own hype. They thought they were above the rabble, put that in their quotes, I guess. They, they believed the rat, everyone else was rabble and I'm... All that. And, and, and Jesus, you know, he, he gives an illustration how they do that. It's by the names and the titles that the religious leaders took on. That was part of their ego trip. They expected to be called a certain title. Because they found their identity in people calling them these titles. It's important that I have this title. You better believe that I have the, I've earned this title. You better call me by this title and so they pretended to serve the people so people would give you know call them that title the uh, title that was supposed to be of some significance and it just fed more and more into their ego they were expecting people to say oh rabbi ben mordecai you you are just so awesome you do such a wonderful job and father kaplan you do us honor by your mere presence because you were doing the Lord's work and and things like that. The the thing is, what does a title have to do with serving people and helping people? They didn't care. I want the honor, I want the glory for myself. I mean, they're stealing God's honor and glory. I want to have this title and, and that title. And so they wanted to lift themselves up instead of lifting God up, instead of lifting other people up. I want this title because it's all about self, it's all about self-promotion, it's all about reputation. Give me this, you're going to call me this title. And, you know, we, we find the same things in our day and age. I mean, I remember hearing a while, you know, a while back about this certain senator who They were in some sort of hearing, or whatever they do, and talking to like a military general or or someone very important in the military, and he was from the South, and he said, you know, what do we Southerners say? Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And this senator got all bent out of shape. You don't call me ma'am. I've earned the name Senator. You will call me Senator. People want these titles. And again, sometimes hypocrisy goes with the titles. I mean, it's kind of funny, kind of sad. So last year, when, when you know, we were looking to fill the director of children's ministry position, and pray, praise God for the, the, the one we, God gave us, but we, we received some resumes, and there was this one particular resume, and within the email, they referred to themselves as Dr so-and-so. I am Dr. So-and-so. But then when you looked at their resume, they didn't even have a bachelor's degree. But they wanted to refer to themselves as Dr. So-and-so. Why? Because they wanted to put on the mask like they were someone important, that they've accomplished something. They wanted the name and the reputation to go with it. And Jesus says, don't do that. Don't serve just to boost your ego and enhance your name. But how are we to serve? Well, Jesus gives the positive. I call it serving with benevolence. I use the word benevolence because that entails love and mercy and grace and care and compassion. It is, uh, benevolence is outward focused. That is service. Benevolence is outward focused. Jesus, what does Jesus say in our passage? How does he put it? The greatest among you shall be your servant. You're not, you're not out there promoting yourself. Doesn't matter about the title, doesn't matter about the name, whatever. The greatest among you, you want to be great, you're going to serve. Whoever exalt himself will be, exalts himself will be humbled, whoever humbles himself will be exalted and so your approach to service for god is to his people through his church with the utmost humility meaning that not only do you not think you're better than other people you think everyone else is better than yourself and you want them to be served in the name of the lord jesus christ that is your driving force that is your main objective I don't care if people know my name or not. I want to serve the Lord by serving his people. I don't care if I get recognition or not. I'm going to serve the Lord by serving his people. How many people have gotten bent out of shape in churches because the pastor and this person and that person did not give them the recognition that they thought they deserved? What, is, what does Jesus say about that? If it's all again about the heart. Look, don't give your alms to be seen by men. I tell you what, you already got your reward. Don't serve people in order to be seen by men, because I tell you what, you've already got your reward, because you sure ain't going to get a reward in heaven, if that's your attitude. Rather, Jesus Christ has changed your life, and you trust him. You trust what He has done on the cross. You become a servant. And you serve God by serving others. doesn't matter whether or not you're recognized, you serve. You you are moved by the desire to follow Jesus' example. I want to put a, a, a verse up on the screen. I want this to be burned into our brain. We're going to leave it up there until it's ordination time. This is Mark 10.45. This is Jesus talking. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Know that, memorize it, let it burn into your brain. The very King of kings and Lord of lords didn't come to this earth to be served, but to serve. And so who are we to do any less than our Savior because remember his warning whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted that is service that is true service that is the attitude that we take on you know uh, close with this right quick in in 1971 from July 26 August 7th uh, Americans were watching their TV as Apollo 15 went on their mission to the moon astronauts david scott and james Irwin. they landed on the moon and they spent 18 hours actually out on the moon and they they they're the ones that had we'll call it the moon buggy you know they had that 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 car looking thing with the big wheels and, and things like that and they were able to drive around the moon now you would think oh man you know these people are famous and boy they, they really could cash in on that and and, and things like that but Upon returning to Earth, James Irwin, one of the astronauts, he's a Christian, and this is what he said. He said, as I was returning, I realized that I am not a celebrity, but a servant. So I am here as God's servant on planet Earth to share what I have experienced that others may know the glory of God. And that's us. We serve, sharing so that God gets the glory. That's our heart of service, and I pray that we cultivate it to the fullest. And there are a group of men who, and they've mentioned it over and over again, being an example of that service. And we're recognizing one man today who has taken that to heart. You know, we're, we're blessed to have the deacons that we have. They're my friends, they're my brothers, and I am proud to be able to serve side by side with them. And, you know, we're, we're blessed to add Stephen Allen to this. We're blessed to be able to ordain him today. So that is what we're going to do. What our ordination is, is that those of us who are already ordained have recognized his heart and his service, and we are going to ask God's blessings upon him today. But while we're praying over Stephen I want you to be praying as well. Pray about your heart. Pray about how you're going to serve. Pray for Stephen. Pray for his family. Pray for this church, because this ordination time, even though we might say it's downtime, it, it, it's not just to. It's not a time for sleeping. It's not a time to be on your phone. It's a time of spiritual wakefulness. We want to be spiritually awake and so what we're going to do is any any man here who has been ordained as a pastor or a deacon, you are invited to be part of this. We're going to have you sit in these first couple rows here. We're going to have Stephen come up on the stage. We're going to pray over him and then welcome him uh, into our deacon body. Deacon fellowship and do it do it uh, proper like. And so I'm going to invite all of our men who are ordained, whether you're a- an active deacon or not, if you have been ordained, come and fill these first couple of rows here. Stephen, I'm going to invite you to come up to the stage. We're going to get things set up. And the rest of the church, pray, pray, pray while we're doing this. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at harvest-baptist.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also find info on our children's ministry on Facebook at Harvest Baptist Children's Ministry or on Instagram at kidsquest underscore HBC. Our student ministries on Facebook at HBC Vertical Student Ministry and on Instagram at VSM underscore HBC. We welcome you to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 AM. We are located at 8999 Waltrana Highway in Harvest, Alabama. Thanks for listening and God bless.